0: Welcome to the drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and Matt, uh, we're on to day three of padded practices for yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, had some uh, just got done with some conference calls with players uh, or They're Zoom calls or what, whatever you want to whatever you want to call these things. This is the availability that we now have. Uh, so we talked to Stephon Tuitt, uh, we talked to Benny Snell, and talked to Danny Smith this morning, and. Um, I guess uh, the first things first. Uh, Benny Snell uh, said he is down to 212 pounds from his list of weight of 224. Wow! Uh, feels a that little will ish Yeah, feels that will help his lateral quickness, uh, his his speed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see.
2: We we do that night show with Mike Pursuta, and just he hasn't flat out said it, but it, it, you can tell he's more optimistic about Snell than I've been. So, Mike knows his stuff, and he's around the team. So, I've been kind of rethinking the player, and I love the dropped weight just in terms of quickness, lateral agility, and it doesn't always translate. I mean, it's not like I'd run a 4-4 if I dropped 20 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> you might need to drop more than uh, 20. Maybe a little more than that. <laughs> but I've been open to the idea that he might be better than I think, you know, and they might, and they, they seem to like him more than I thought originally, too. So, I'm a little more optimistic about him than I was a month or so ago.
0: It's going to be interesting to see. And I asked him you know, if he would have liked to have had some preseason games to kind of show I mean, off, yeah. hey, I want to show that lateral quickness and maybe a little bit more of the pass-catching ability in a game-type situation because you might not get that chance in the regular season.
2: Of all the backs on the roster, he's the one I would have loved to have seen Never leave the game for a whole half. Right. He would, and that's probably game. what would He's
0: have happened. Guy, yeah. You know he would have I mean? been the guy for a half and then right. maybe McFarland takes over for the next half. Or,
2: You're in third and short, right. third and eight, first and ten. You know, everything. See what you can do. We're going to see it. in case we have to. In case it happens. In, in case we do to break glass. <laughs> yeah. in case of emergency, we, we need that tape, you know. Yeah. I mean, and, that would and, be great.
0: And he said, yeah, he would have loved to have had some preseason to, to show that, you know, that ability, the ability to go out there and be an every down guy and and, uh, you know, maybe get 12 to 15 carries and a half and see what you mm-hmm. do with that. Um, but obviously not going to happen. Sure. Um, so uh, Stefan Tuitt said that, that uh, his pectoral injury uh, is completely healed. In fact, it's stronger now than it was before. Um,
2: Sorry, real quick on Snow. Yeah. If what Mike, and you've mentioned this too, thinks is true, maybe the Steelers don't need to see that that half you know i would have loved to have seen that half they might be super confident in him and be like well i got you know a, he got, you know, he got half, a 100 you
0: know? carries last year and that's that's kind of what i prefaced my question with, with mm-hmm. when i asked him this i'm like look you got a lot of playing time last year as a rookie but would you have liked to have you know gotten the chance to go out there and show off the 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 new lateral quickness yeah, that, yeah. you know and the again i and i, I i'm Brought up the his pass catching ability. I've I've seen it in practice. He yeah. can catch the football.
2: He definitely improved during those uh, rookie camp. But he, you know,
0: he said, you know, you know, James Conner and Jalen Samuels have, are proven on third downs much more than he is. You know, mm-hmm. so you know you can be improved in something, but if you never get the opportunity to show it in a game, it sure. does not matter?
2: Right, 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 right. That's a good point. And again, it would have been great to see, but they probably know what they have in them.
0: I'm sure they they have a better idea, and, and to that point, when we when we spoke to Danny Smith, I did ask him about our little theory about you know do you expect maybe a little more sloppiness on special teams early mm-hmm. in the season when well, he doesn't expect it for his group, but that's no, that's prepared. all 32 special teams guys around the league. But he did say that uh, you know funny that I mentioned that because yesterday in practice they were pra- uh, practicing some punt return stuff or kick uh, I can't kick remember, they were practicing some return stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said, going back over to tape, he saw he pointed out three blocks in the backs oh, wow. that, that happened. You know, yesterday he said, I I emphasized that in the in the meeting room this morning. Like these are the things that can't happen on these. You can't get these guys. You can't have we can't have these blocks in the backs when you you're are actually returning. The field, you know, yeah. um, and that's you know you are simulating or trying to simulate game speed in these kind of situations, but. Still. You know, you can only simulate so much. I mean, you yeah, know.
2: Your heart's beating a little faster. Things are moving a little quicker. You're in a
0: stadium. And he said, you know, it's it's going to be the same for all 32 teams. There are going to be guys out there in September in week one who you're kind of guessing about, you know, you, you don't know how they're going to react when the when the lights are on. and, and yeah, you know, especially it's, for his unit. And it's live. Yeah, um, and the
2: Steelers starting 11 or the 13, 14 guys, they play on each side of the ball on offense and defense a pretty good clue what they've done yeah they've seen those guys and he's gonna have five that he's never trusted yet he's gonna have five (laughs) yeah five
0: or six actually probably more than that when you when you incorporate all the units Mm -hmm. you know between the the guys you know the guys who are going out there for field goal units or or you know extra points and those kind of things he's gonna have you know seven or eight guys he's never seen do this before (laughs) this is going to be the first time they've gotten into an NFL game and You have no idea how they're going to react.
2: It's funny. While you were saying that, I mean, it's a smaller thing, obviously. And we always talk about quarterback, coach continuity, O-line continuity. Well, it's pretty settling to have a long snapper, holder, kicker continuity, too. I mean, I know they go do their thing and they spend countless hours together and they, they, they think they have it down. But you trying them out there to win the game in week one. <laughs> you know what I
0: mean? Or just to, you know, for that first extra point, everyone every every, every, every point, right. point matters and all of a sudden they start, you know, oh I don't know w-. who this guy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Didn't look yeah, I mean, real exactly. great and, and uh, it's
2: different than in Field when no one's there on a Wednesday afternoon, you know. Yeah,
0: and that's gonna be the situation around the league. Again, um uh, just saw today. The Giants signed Graham Gunot as their I'm assuming as their place kicker. They released see, their yeah. they released their other kicker in the off season. He had some kind of issue in the
2: yeah, he did get himself off-field
0: stuff, and they released him. He was a Pro Bowl guy last right. year. Um, you're cool. going to be, you know, yeah, you got Graham Gano, and you know he's a been there, done that kind of mm-hmm. guy. He's kicked a lot of, uh, you know, kicked a lot in the NFL. But um, you know, essentially, but you signed three-man You him today. Yeah. He probably can't practice until you know Saturday or Sunday nah, for the first that's a good time. Point. Right, right. You're, you're essentially going to be going into your first game against the Steelers. And Graham Gano is going to practice with those guys, you know. A little. Nine, ten times. Nine,
2: ten times, yeah. And that battery is all about timing and knowing one another. And, you know, even the, the long snapper to punter relationship is a real one. You know. Yeah. I mean, little things, but they cost you games.
0: Yeah, they do. And, you know, what if your, your long snapper is right-handed as opposed to – or left-handed as opposed to right-handed. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, the, the spin's coming back different. There, there's all kinds of stuff yeah, there's, there.
2: That, there's more to it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's – there's a reason they time it down to the hundredth of a second with those long snappers. I mean, it's a big deal if it's a little different or the ball dips a little or, you know. But, yeah, I mean, so the Steelers do have that combination intact. No one's going to have their entire special teams unit intact from last year. They, I mean, just
0: just make me of think of something. If, you, if your long snapper is left-handed, does he still snap the ball? Because they all snap them with two hands mm-hmm. when they do that. Does he still snap it with the right-handed spin on it or does he snap with the left-handed spin?
2: I don't know that. I would bet there's a left-handed spin. I don't know the art of long snapping, and I never watch it. But I think, and somebody knows better. Please tweet us. I think the normal right-handed guy has it a little bit closer to the point to generate that. Torque. Yeah,
0: your your lead hand is your right is, hand on the top of your, the ball, yeah. and that's the that's the spin that you have. You have mm-hmm. the the
2: right to left-handed spin on it. I would just So if you do, if you flip it, I think the ball goes the other way. Right. What if you're in Australia and you flush the toilet? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. That's something I'll have to ask somebody when we if we ever get back into a locker room type situation. I've I've, I've never ahead. thought about it before, sure. but you know, again, you see, you know, teams talk about the spin being different, or players return guys talk about the spin being different off of a left footed pun. Punter. Yeah,
2: right, right, or a lefty quarterback. Or, yeah. yeah, right. I'm sure it is.
0: So I don't know. Maybe you teach a, a left hand, even though he's left handed, you teach him he, to two handed.
2: Long snap, yeah, I mean, right-handed. I'm thinking that too. It was, it's kind of like there weren't many lefty catchers when we were kids because there was no lefty catcher mitts. So, but well, it's not like you could throw a lefty, never mind. Well, you have to That's throw a... through
0: the, uh, yeah, you throw through the batter, most right-handed batters. That's why there aren't as many left-handed catchers. Ah, that makes sense. You have to because they that have thus,
2: the... there's not many left-handed catcher's mitts. Right. <laughs> I see. Now that yeah. all adds up.
0: Yeah, but uh, I just made me think of that as we were talking about that. Uh, um, yeah, real. I mean, it was. Uh, uh, you know, we had those three guys. The Steelers will take the field here in a little bit, about one30 ish uh, for their uh, their practice today.
2: I, I cut you off, and I'm going to cut you off again. Okay. Uh, um, you, you mentioned to it because he, I he talked about his pec though. Yeah. And, and that was very positive. I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm assuming. Okay. I asked
0: him if that was related to his injury, his his uh, triceps injury that he had had uh, the previous year, and he said no, they weren't related at, at all. Mm. Um, you know, it's just a again a freakish thing. I wrote about this uh, during the season last year. It Was uh, we, could I talked to him a little bit uh, it was a freaky kind of a thing it was, again one of those ones where he, you know he says i'm just trying to to uh, get philip rivers on the ground and you know extended and pop
2: yeah okay i mean i i don't look at him and think boy he's injury prone or i mean they just put a lot of stress on these big muscles and he's a big guy of, he's yeah. a big powerful person the things
0: know, right? the things that you like about those guys they're they're tall uh, Haywards had the same injury. J.J. Mm-hmm. Uh, Watts had the same, you know, the same pectoral injury. You but want he these had
2: something too, didn't he?
0: He but his butt yeah. is also torn. And these guys who are longer, leaner athletes, um, you know, you want the you want the explosiveness, you want the speed, you like the length, but, but uh, it also leads them to these kind of injuries because they're they generate a lot of force. They're generating a <laughs> ton of force, yeah. and you know, you're reaching for a ball carrier or a quarterback and your your body weight carries you past him or the, the, the back is going the other way mm-hmm. and you're reaching for him and, you know, something pops.
2: I always think when you, when you talk about that, like the force they generate and the stress they put on their joints and bodies and bones and all that at times, I always think of Bo Jackson's injury. Like they said whenever he wrecked his hip, few people in human history could generate that much torque or pressure on his hip and doctors, the only time they ever see that is in really, really bad car accidents. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're just such a big, powerful, explosive person. Sometimes it can work against you.
0: Oh, there's no doubt about yeah. it. And, you know, you see it um, all the time in, in football. I mean, I, c- I can remember watching – I can't remember the show. I think it was uh, – Ult- not the Ultimate Fighter. It was one of these uh, the things on Spike, and, yeah. and they had Ray Lewis on, and they were measuring the force of his tackle.
2: Wow. Kind of like a Drago hitting the, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah right
0: and they they figured it out that again it was when he hit the pad it was like a car it was like a car moving at you know forty miles an hour or something sure. like that you know the force that was involved there
2: those guys say that all the time like you know I think Jerome used to say like thirty times in a row I just had a small car accident yeah you know
0: and if you think of I mean you know Ray Lewis broke Richard Mendenhall's shoulder on mm-hmm. a routine tackle. Uh, just because of the force that he brought on that yeah. on that tackle. I mean, that that's what kind of force these guys are bringing it with.
2: I mean, F equals M-A, and there's a lot it's of physics. M, but there's a <laughs> lot of A, yeah. too. I mean, those guys are so explosive. Uh, you can see why it's such a, a, a dangerous game and I mean, how much of the a force they exert on each other Yeah. So. Themselves.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, we're going to take a break early here because we got Bob yeah. Labriola coming up here in the second segment today. He's bringing it uh, with a... Uh, bringing us all the uh, Steelers news here. Bob, uh, of course, with Steelers.com and uh, Steelers uh, Digest. Uh, Our Steelers coverage is brought to you by PNC Bank. PNC Bank is the official bank of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, We'll talk to Bob Labriola right after this. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. We're pleased to be joined now as we are every Wednesday by Bob Labriola, the uh, editor of uh, Steelers Digest and, uh, of course, from Steelers.com, the uh, Steelers radio network. Uh, Bob, how you doing?
1: Pretty good. How you guys doing?
0: We're hanging Great. in there. Um, spoke with uh, Benny Snell earlier today, Bob. He said he's down to two, 212 pounds. Um, said that was a uh, – after speaking with the uh, the Steelers uh, coaching staff and, and – uh, looking at it himself, uh, felt like he needed to get lighter this year. We've seen other Steelers backs do that in the past, Uh, most notably Le'Veon Bell uh, didn't have quite as, uh, Benny Snell didn't have quite as far to go down as as, uh, Le'Veon did. Le'Veon played at like 240, uh, 245, even 250 in college, but uh, do you expect that to make a big difference for Benny Snell this year, getting down to 212 pounds?
1: Yeah, because, you know, I, I really think that When you look at, you know, when you look at a coach and kind of, you know, his program, you know, for lack of a better word, um, one of the characteristics uh, of Mike Tomlin's program is that, you know, he has said this many times, that uh, professional football is a game for highly conditioned athletes. It's not necessarily a game for big and strong. And so... You know, that's always been his philosophy, his recommendations, not just to running backs, but, you know, players at other positions as well. And, um, you know, you you, you, you see that it, it pays dividends. You know, certainly I can't even imagine Le'Veon uh, what his production slash, um, you know, legacy would have been in the NFL at 240 pounds. Because I, I just – I don't see how – he could have been a factor as a receiver at that weight. Um, he's not going to run away from anybody. Certainly not the, the guys that would be covering him. You know, and in the NFL, um, you know, linebackers are fast and they're big too. So you you, you really kind of I think you know need to fight fire with fire, for lack of a better analogy. And um, we've seen it work uh, with other players, and, and I don't see any reason why. You know, Benny Snell won't find that that is an asset to him. You know, in in this league, I think he can still do you know a lot of the things that the Steelers ask him to do. The kinds of things that you know he did in college. You know, be a tough between the tackles kind of running back, um, but you don't necessarily have to be big to get that accomplished.
2: Yeah, I think that's that's well said, and. You know, I thought Snell was a little bit of a monotone player. And speed's not important. Lev Bell never was a fast running back. But I think this weight change, this weight loss, could really benefit Snell's quickness. Uh, You mentioned his conditioning and his burst. I mean, even if it's just a slight fraction better in those areas, I think it would pay off huge. And Dale and I were talking in the first segment about Snell – Boy, wouldn't it have been fun to watch him be the man for, like, the entire first half of the second preseason game? No matter what down-and-distance situation, you're staying in there. Let's just give you carry and after carry and catch after catch. And we got robbed of that a little bit, but I, I would have really liked to have seen that.
1: Yeah, and I'll, t- I'll tell you what, And looking forward a little, uh, looking ahead a little bit, not necessarily to this year, but into next year. You know, I think that the guy... To me, on the horizon that is due for a somewhat significant body makeover is going to be Anthony McFarland. Hmm. Um, Because I really believe that, you know, if he's going to get the job done in the NFL that he was drafted to get done, I think I'm not saying he's fat right now or anything like that, but I just believe that he needs to get himself, you know, remake his body a little bit. Um, get stronger, lighter, maybe quicker, and um, because you know it's not the Big Ten. I mean, there are there are no games against Rutgers uh, on his schedule, so um, he's going to need, I think, to be the next guy. Um, you know, to go through the process that Benny Snell went through uh, in this past off season. And again, you know, that's not being negative about Anthony McFarlane. I just think that it's something that all of these college running backs, especially those who come to the Steelers. Are going to have to go through. It's going to be something that the coach, the coach, will preach to them. It's going to be something that he wants, and I think that if they follow through with it, they'll, they'll be able to see the benefits.
2: Do you, either one of you know? Uh, Con, James Conner posted so many workout things, and his body looks amazing. Is he heavier now? Do you guys that know that for either way? I,
0: I don't know that he got heavier. I, okay. I just think he's, as Bob said, I think you, you know, when, when people say, "Oh, well, this guy's," you know, "this guy's." Uh, dropped weight, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily that you're you're getting rid of the, maybe some of the bad weight that you carried in college uh, and you're replacing that with muscle. I think, you know, when Bob's talking about Anthony McFarlane getting um, I I don't know that they would necessarily want him to get smaller, but maybe you, you uh, remake your body a Mm -hmm. little bit. Uh, Maybe you, you drop, I don't know that he's carrying a lot of bad weight, but you certainly redistribute your, uh, the weight on your body a little bit.
1: I bet Bell looked a little fleshy when he got here. Right. You know, uh, know, the body mass index, you know, he needs to get it down to, you know, kind of where mine is. (laughs) (laughs) Any any of the three of us would do. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. Maybe he, you know, Anthony McFarlane, uh, just using him as an example since I brought him up, he might be next year at this time, he might be within, you know, three or four pounds of what he weighs right now. But, you know, like Dale said, it's going to be, you know, better distributed weight. It's going to be more lean muscle um, You know those kind of things. It'll enhance, as Chuck Noll always said, his quick twitch. You know, those are the kind of things because that's what's going to uh, either allow a guy like Anthony McFarland to have an NFL career or it will prevent him from having an NFL career.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's, uh, I think, well put, Bob. Yeah. We also had a chance to talk to uh, to Danny Smith, and if there's anybody who's under the gun this year, in my opinion, um, it's going to be special teams coaches around the league. Because as Matt pointed out in the the first segment, um, for the most part, unless you had a big makeover, a big a lot of turnover on your team, you're going to be putting NFL caliber guys, you know, guys you know who are NFL caliber out there on offense and defense but the special teams coaches they're going to have you know 5 6 you know even maybe more than that guys who when they when they step onto the field in, in uh, you know that second week of September are going to be putting guys out there that they have no idea if they can do this at the NFL level or not. They have a uh, they they may have may they may think they can do it but they're not going to have seen they this don't know.
1: ever. Right. You know what else? They didn't do it in college either. Sure. Yeah, for many of them. In college they were stars.
2: Right. I mean, you know, like you you're, mentioned you're McFarland; gonna... he might be running down on kickoffs to making a tackle. Right. He's never I mean, done that in his life,
1: right? Uh, Gunners, mm-hmm. you know some of those guys. Um, you know, you you get an occasional, um, you know, player who may have had some experience with it. So, you know, somebody like Chase Claypool, some other guy, Ant- Antoine Brooks. You know, those kind of people. But you know, in the in the NFL, you, you have I I think it was Keith Butler who said on a Zoom call. Uh, you know, with with the linebackers. He was speaking specifically about the linebackers. He said, you know, if you're not a starter or first team on a sub package, you play special teams. You know, and you better be good at it or you're gone. I mean, I've seen guys get cut because they couldn't play special teams, and I have seen a guy play over 20 years in this league by the name of Fred McAfee who couldn't really do anything else. But, you know, I remember talking to him one time, you know, in an office at Three Rivers Stadium, we were just shooting the breeze. And he, you know, uh, at the time, um, you know, Zaraway, Amos Zaraway and there were a couple other running backs there, Pegram, uh, and they, they all, they would come into my office and, you know, uh, rummage through the draft books that I had, you know, Joel Bushbaum's book and Kuyper's book, and they were all reading about, you know, their they're right up as running backs and they were making fun of mcafee <laughs> so up as a running back and mcafee laughed at them he said i'll be playing this league when you're gone, because they can look at me and say hey freddie run down under this kickoff and get the guy with the ball i can do that mm-hmm. he said no pay me to do that
2: <laughs> for a long time so
1: you know that's the reality uh, of nfl football there's only 46 guys active on game day so there's a lot of guys who are playing all special teams and if you can't do it, they'll replace you with somebody who can. Tyler Maticiewicz, there's a guy. I mean, he, he, his special team's ability, in my opinion, allowed him to stay in the league long enough where he could develop himself as an inside linebacker. Now he might be able to play a little defense in this league. But if he had to play defense in this league as a rookie, he's cut. He's cut. Sure. Simple as that.
2: And you mentioned Claypool. To me, that's just icing on the cake for him. That's going to get him a helmet on game day. That's going to get him in the door, you know, with 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 Danny Smith. That, that's a great advantage for him. And they didn't really have that guy in the receiver room that was a core special teamer before.
1: Well, they had Johnny Holton, but certainly yeah, not right. uh, as a, you know, yeah, a, a real receiver yeah, who, it, you know, you play at, at that position. Yeah. Um, and you know the other thing about Holton was he was always down the field fast, but I don't know that he made a whole lot of tackles. And that's the other thing. I mean, with, with special teams, you can be, you know, a big effort guy and you know all that other stuff, but um, you, you got to get the go- The excuse me, you got to get the guy with the ball on the ground if you're in coverage. And you know you're right about that. I mean, there can be games, especially early in this season, won or lost on special teams, and I'm not talking about you know the kickers. Right. The punter, the place kicker, those kind of things. You know, that goes without saying. And those guys, I think throughout the league, are pretty much going to be established people. But, you know, one guy's in the wrong lane on a pump coverage. Maybe it doesn't end up on the scoreboard as a touchdown, but it might lead to a field goal, and you could end up losing a game that way. So, um, yeah, it's going to be... Uh, you know, I don't want to. I, I never want to be the special teams coordinator. Uh, certainly not this year.
2: Bob Dale and I have been kind of predicting too that, especially that first month of the season, I bet there's some obvious special team gaffes. You know, just a missed protection, blocked kicks, bad plays. You know, I mean, just mistakes. Yeah, guys,
0: r- guys running down the sideline with the ball, and all of a sudden there's you know, six flags out there right, because there right. were, you know, f- five blocks in the backs on the play because they just didn't get to practice it the way you mm-hmm. normally would practice this in a preseason
2: game. Or knew the NFL rules it, as well as they should. Or, and right and on and that then, side.
1: Then, another thing, you know, as Mike Tomlin was talking about, you know, for and I'm just picking him out. I'm not saying that he is this much of an airhead that, you know, he would fall prey to this kind of mistake. But a guy like Claypool, okay, he might be uh, part of the third down uh, offensive package, okay, now, if he's on the punt coverage team, does he know, is he aware enough that if he runs a, a deep pass and say, you know, Ben throws incomplete uh, over the middle short area to somebody, uh, is Claypool hustling back to get to the gunning spot, or is he late, <laughs> uh, you know, is he thinking about something else, or pounding that he didn't get the ball, or, you know, any of those other kinds of things, God, that, clock, that play clock's running. You know, you don't want to have to burn a timeout because, you know, some numbskull rookie doesn't know or remember or he's not aware that, you know, fourth down comes after third down if you don't convert. And you have a job on fourth down. You need to be, you know, I'm not saying he's thinking about his fourth down job on third down, but as soon as third down's over, he better be thinking about his fourth down job. And, you know, those are other things that teams will not have the ability to iron out in preseason games because maybe – you know, a couple of guys, you know, do that kind of silly stuff in a preseason game. You can yell at them on the sideline and use it in the film study afterwards, use it as a teaching tool the following week at, at training camp, and, you know, get it ironed out. You'll have that uh, opportunity this summer.
0: Yeah, and that was one of the things I, I asked Danny about that, you know, if, if he, he thought there would be some sloppiness out there. He said it's funny you mention that because yesterday's uh, practice we were practicing returns, and when I was going over the film, I saw three blocks in the backs that I pointed mm-hmm. out at this morning in the team meeting and you know made sure that these guys know that can't happen. Those are the kind of things that, that can't happen out there. Again, those would be things that you, you know, if it happens in a game, maybe you get away with it, maybe you don't, maybe there was a flag on it, but you can certainly point those things out in the game situation. Now you're not getting those game situations, and it's going to be uh, – um, pretty interesting as this all takes place uh, in live action. Um, you know, getting to see these guys do it for the first time when it counts. Um, and this,
1: this is a season where the Steelers might actually have a decent punt returner for the first time since Antonio Brown was. Was doing it well. They,
0: they had a decent one last year. He led the league in that, punt return average.
1: That's <laughs> so, what I mean. Yeah, and a block in the back on that 90 yard return in Arizona that would have been a kick in the butt, huh? Sure would have been. <laughs> Especially yeah, with an offense that couldn't score. So, <laughs> yeah, those kinds of uh, mistakes can definitely be the difference between a winner or a loss.
0: Yeah, uh, he was asked. Uh, Danny Smith was asked about uh, the addition of Derek Watt, and I thought he had the uh, maybe the quote of the day, maybe the quote of camp thus far. Uh, he said he's a watt. Uh, that's 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 why we you know that's that ex- that's happened. He said his parents should probably go write a book, uh, basically on how to produce NFL players. Um, well, they, that, and, they've done okay with that.
1: Not bad. <laughs> yeah, and being a watt, um, you know, one of the things that that comes to my mind when you say that is just what I was talking about. You're being mentally aware. You understand situations. Um, You know, you don't need to be constantly hammered over the head with those things. I mean, you know uh, what your responsibilities are. You know things like the play clock and where you need to be and if it's fourth down and if you're on the, you know, on the punt team or the kickoff return team or whatever those things are, you're where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. And, you know, those things where you say it's the NFL, you shouldn't have to teach that stuff, but you do. And the guys who get it, as, as I said, are the ones who are earning the paycheck. And the guys who are not, sometimes, you know, that's the difference between getting that check and, you know, as Danny Smith says, working down at the Seven Eleven 11 on the <laughs> south side.
0: <laughs> that's the thing, you know, When uh, two years ago when the Steelers were, were having some penalty issues on special teams, and fans were blaming Danny Smith for that, I mean... You can't – it's not like the coach doesn't go over, hey, this is what you can do and this is what you can't do on a, on a on a kick return, or, you know, when we're covering a punt, you can't do this. These things are gone over in practice. I know this because I've seen it. Sure. That doesn't mean that it necessarily sinks in.
1: Right. And, you know, I was told one time by someone, you know, not on the team who was in a meeting, uh, and this was a couple of years ago, uh, that – you know, uh, on the night it was a road game. The night before a road game, you know, each coordinator has a session, you know, with his with his group, uh, and they go over, you know, things that they can anticipate or plan for or should expect uh, from the next day's opponent. And he said, you know, for for uh, you know, giggles, he just sat and really paid attention to what Danny Smith said in the special teams meeting. He said the next day he's watching the game all all that stuff happened they didn't do it right but all that stuff happened hey, pay attention you know uh, you know again it's a lot of times you, they're rookies they don't get it and as i said they were stars in college so they're not brought up with that oh my god if i'm not good at this uh, i'm going to be out of this league i mean they're thinking about you know how many snaps they're going to get on offense or defense and can can they the offensive or defensive rookie of the year, you know, that kind of stuff. That's the kind of mindset a lot of these guys come to the NFL with based on their production in high school and college. Um, And so, you know, a lot of times these lessons have to be hammered home to people. You don't necessarily have to do it that way with a lot because, you know, they come in with an awareness and an understanding, I think, that is unusual in a good way um, for the profession. But other guys, you know, they don't get it. And um, again, when the game counts, one block in the back, or you you run around a block instead of taking it on, and, t- and then you leave a, a seam in the in the punt coverage or the kickoff coverage. Hey, they're guys in this league, man. They'll hit that seam, and um, next thing you know, they're playing a fight song, as Bear Bryant always said. <laughs>
2: Lab, speaking of Watt, we've talked about him a lot, a lot recently, and I think he's going to take the Matikavich role on special teams, and Dale often brings up those two are like the leaders in the league in tackles on special teams. They're both elite in that phase. But I also think they have more plans for him. I, I mean, I, I don't think he's going to rush for four or 500 yards or catch 40 balls or anything like that, but I bet we see him a dozen snaps or so on offense per game, or maybe a little less.
1: Well, you know, I, and, and I think that um, how it? I don't know if it will begin that way, but I think it could evolve that way if it's successful. Certainly, and um, you know, hey, if he does nothing except on offense, if he does nothing on offense ex- except standing uh, next to number seven and act like uh, you know a Rottweiler on a on a long <laughs> leash on third downs, that's that's okay with me too. Yeah, uh, because you know they call personal protector on the uh, on the punt team. Well, you can call a watchdog on, on third down and you know when he's in the shotgun. know where the uh, the pressure's coming from, and again, he's a watch. There's not going to be any question that he will step up, you know and stick his face in there uh, to get the job done. you know the recognition, um, the understanding, he'll study and understand and you know be in the right place at the right time, largely, and not only will I believe he be able to perform. Uh, on special teams, but I think that maybe not on offense because of guys like Ben and Pouncey and DeCastro and, you know, those older veteran type, you know, been there, done that either with uh, championships or all pros under their belt on their resume, but on special teams, I mean, he's a guy that could, you know, rally those rookies or, if you know, somebody needs their butt kicked or, you know, uh, face chewed or whatever it is, you know, he could step up and do that. And I think he will have that kind of um, bona fides in those huddles where guys will, or will listen to him if they're smart. And, again, I keep saying this, and if they're not, um, you know, start looking. Update your resume. Start looking for a real job.
0: Yeah, I agree. Our guest is Bob Labriola of uh, Steelers.com and Steelers Digest. Bob, we appreciate you dropping by as you do every Wednesday. I know you got some other duties to get to here, so we'll let you get to those as the Steelers uh, get ready to uh, to go live with practice here today on day 3. Uh, I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. You're listening to The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back right after this. for stopping by in the previous segment uh, just some news and notes for uh, from I can practice throw one
2: thing out there if you don't mind that Bob mentioned that I wanted just to throw out there that I thought was really interesting is without preseason you're not gonna have all that coaching tape of mistakes
0: yes uh,
2: you know that, that I hadn't thought of that angle like all the the low-light reels that you can use as co- coaching points that's valuable stuff
0: yeah and that uh, again people may harp on it in the preseason game and so do the coaches and hmm you know, you're not going to have that. And, and you don't want to be the guy who shows up on that tape, but everybody right. else can learn from it too. I think that's what I mean. Yeah. Right.
2: You make an example out of one guy who hopefully gets better at it, and everyone else will I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. yeah right.
0: Uh, Al Villanueva back at practice Good. today. He was off yesterday. It uh, looks like David DeCastro still not practicing today for the Steelers. I, I'm looking at that, uh, just watching the, the, him. Uh, that looks like it could be some kind of right calf issue. Okay. Um, Is that three in a row? That's three in a row for him. They're not in pads today. No, Uh, So, uh, you know, this could be just another maintenance day for him. Uh, But it looks like that uh, James Washington looks like a go today for the Steelers. He'd been out the previous two days. Uh, Eric Ebron back as well today for the Steelers. Uh, Dax Raymond, who suffered the ankle injury on Tuesday, uh, not participating today for the Steelers.
2: Okay, okay. But Um, Washington, not that I was super concerned about him or anything, but he was the one that yeah, it's been a couple of days now. It would be nice to get you back. So that's promising, obviously. And it doesn't sound like it's going to be a super physical practice anyway. I mean, they're they're in shorts and, t- and T-shirts, I assume. Yeah, and tomorrow's sure. a day off. I'm sure okay. this is
0: just uh, being Mike Tomlin's way of kind of giving them not a full day off, but kind of like what they do with Ben Roethlisberger. Throw full on the first day, kind of half the next day, and then take the third day not throwing, okay, um, and then you know you get the you're back at it again on for for a full day of hitting the, on Friday when they come back to practice. I would expect that to be a very physical practice.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. And back to the Castro real quick. If he's not out there Friday, would that be a little bit of a red flag? Then you're starting early? to get a little, yeah. a little bit more okay. concerned.
0: But I, I would think that uh, you know him being a veteran guy, uh, you know, eleven practices then. We, we, that's what they would have remaining, and you know, in pads uh, that uh, he, he can get ready for the regular season. Sure, in eleven practices. Yeah, I
2: mean, I'm uh, expecting him to miss it, you know the you know the, the, the opener or anything, but you know, you'd like. I mean, even though he's a veteran guy, I'm sure they're not going to rush him back. That would be a pretty long stretch if he doesn't go Friday.
0: Yeah, uh, looking around the league here, the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, according to NFL.com, are dealing with a slew of injury injuries. Um, tight end Dallas Goddard has an upper body injury. Defensive back Sidney Jones, a lower body injury. Running back Boston Scott, a uh, lower body injury all day to day. What is this, hockey now? <laughs> I was
2: going to say, that, uh, could they be a little more vague?
0: Um, starting running back Miles Sanders is week to week with a lower body injury.
2: Huh. Week to week. I mean, they are really, there was some speculation that maybe they'd get in the Carlos Hyde, Devontae Freeman market, one of those type of dudes. Um, and it sounds like they're a full system's go on Miles Sanders. And, and we've, we've brought him up in fantasy quite a bit. Like, he's going in the first round of fantasy drafts. People around here probably remember him. He's very talented. They're counting on him is my point.
0: They're counting on him. And, again, week to week does not sound good.
2: No, it doesn't. No, Scott's really his his, his anchor.
0: Yeah, and Scott's his backup. So, they got some they get some issues there. Uh, Cincinnati uh, defensive tackle Rennell Wren. Uh, he's a rotational guy for okay. them suffered a significant quadriceps injury in Monday's practice, seeking a second opinion of whether to have season-ending surgery. Wow. That's not good.
2: I mean, he's a down-the-roster guy, but he's young and has some ability, and Bengals are getting hit hard.
0: Yeah. Uh, on the bright side of things, Cincinnati is optimistic that safety Sean Williams, who was carted off this week with a calf injury, could be back for week one, according to oh, Tom Pelissaro.
2: I kind of just read the headlines. I thought that was a done-deal, bad yeah. situation, but good.
0: Um. Falcons uh, have placed a, uh, guard, Jamon Brown, in the concussion protocol.
2: Okay. I'm not sure if he's competing for a starting spot or not. He's been yeah. a borderline starter throughout his career. Yeah, again, but a depth guy. Yeah, you're, right. You know, you're are yeah. Not exactly his strength. Uh,
0: the Bills held uh, Ed Oliver, defensive lineman Ed Oliver, out with hip soreness. Uh, John Feliciano, uh, one of their offensive linemen, out with uh, – Uh, Did not practice today. Quentin Jefferson, uh, one of their defensive tackles. Tight end Tommy Sweeney. Wide receiver Robert Foster. And fullback Patrick DeMarco did not practice all for them on uh, on Wednesday.
2: And and maybe that's a situation like the Steelers where give them this break. We're going to rev up for the real hard one tomorrow or the next day and make sure everybody's full systems go. Who knows? But there's some notable names there.
0: Yeah. Uh, For the Jets, uh, wide receiver, uh, rookie wide receiver Denzel Mims, still not practicing. He's Mm. got a hamstring issue. Uh, this being their Wednesday practice. Uh, cornerbacks Pierre Desir and Brian Poole also did not practice. Uh, Desir's dealing with a hamstring injury. Poole's dehydration. Wow. That's been a couple of days now. I wonder if that led to some kind of hamstring issue or something. Yeah, maybe. Uh, linebacker James Burgess with a back edge rusher Jabari Zaninga with a quad. Uh, offensive tackle uh, Cameron Clark with a shoulder and defensive end. Uh, Bronson Kalfusi uh, with a hamstring Um Tackle Connor McDermott suffered a knee injury in practice. He'll undergo an MRI. Um, they've assigned wide receiver Chris Hogan and waived running back Kenneth Dixon.
2: Wow, I kind of liked him way back when. <laughs> uh, I, I picked him in a lot of fantasy leagues and got nothing out of that guy. Um, we, we've seen you know, high-profile rookies get injured in camp and fall behind and never really make an impact in that rookie year and more or less kind of redshirt. That's sort of – Mims is where I'm going with this. Yeah. It's been a long time, and there's a lot less time to prove yourself. How do you trot him out there opening day? Yeah, I don't know if he can. Right. It might yeah. be – he may – I'm not saying the season's going to be lost, but it's – You're falling it behind. Yeah. yeah. And you
0: can fall behind quickly this year.
2: Right, exactly.
0: It's a, a fast-moving train.
2: He didn't prove anything in minicamps. You know. Speaking of that,
0: uh, according to uh, NFL Network's Mike Girardi – uh, Patriots wide receiver Nikhil Harry and edge rusher Derek Rivers were two of eight players to miss the Patriots practice on Wednesday.
2: Okay. I mean, Harry's somebody they need every snap. From yeah, they, the I mean, and, right? You know,
0: he missed most of last year with injury. Now he's already missing time in training camp. That mm-hmm. doesn't uh, bode well, especially when you're breaking in new quarterbacks. I mean,
2: I don't think he's one of us. Love Harry, but he was a first-round pick just a year ago. And if any one of their receiving core, including tight ends, is going to step up and – you know, be a guy. This they need year. him. It yeah. have to be him almost.
0: Yeah, they need him. Uh, down in Washington, uh, Coach Ron Rivera said the team had to be cautious with number two pick Chase Young on Wednesday. He's dealing with a hip flexor injury and did not practice today. I'd be real cautious with him. Yeah, <laughs> bubble wrap.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, Chase, you all right today? I mean, admit, even if he doesn't know what he's doing, he's trotting out there on third and eight. Yeah, go get the go <laughs> get the quarterback. Go get that dude. Yeah, uh, with the
0: Chiefs. Um, Looks like uh, defensive tackle Chris Jones, defensive end Frank Clark, wide receiver Brian Pringle did not practice on Wednesday. Second-year safety Juan Thornhill is coming off a torn ACL. He was back at Chiefs practice hmm. on Wednesday but only limited.
2: Okay. I mean, he's one to monitor. He played well yeah. for them. Versatile safety. Um, was pretty instrumental in their defense turning around and was hurt down the stretch when they won it all. I, I would imagine Clark and Jones are just maintenance. i not worried about the You would them. think, like, yeah. Maybe, right. Unless I mean, yeah. we hear something else. Uh,
0: the Titans today waived seventh-round rookie quarterback Cole McDonald, and they, they replaced him by signing free agent quarterback Trevor Simeon to a one-year deal.
2: That's not super noteworthy, obviously. I mean, they're names that people've seen, but if you're McDonald, that might be it. You're a seventh-round, like, I mean, yeah. Like, you're
0: a seventh-round pick, and you got cut a week into the padded practices. That doesn't right. bode well.
2: I mean, like, who's going to call him now and add him to the squad? You know, as hard as things are. In other years, you'd be like, "Yeah, we'll bring him in. It's not a big deal. We yeah. got ninety guys here. We can at least let him throw it around a little bit." He might be calling the XFL in this next. Yeah, if you're you know? if you're
0: another team looking at that, you're going. They drafted him in the seventh round, and they're already cutting him. Right, he, what's wrong he, with well, this Something picture. must be wrong with there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, the uh, Giants, who the Steelers play in Week One, as we mentioned earlier, officially signed kicker Graham Gano and placed wide receiver uh, Cody Core, who tore an Achilles tendon, on injured reserve. It looks like Graham Gano will be the. Uh, probable kicker for the Giants mm-hmm. uh, when they play the Steelers.
2: an up-and-down career. Yeah,
0: just and signed him this week. Um, not that's, exactly
2: Justin Tucker. No, but no. And we mentioned earlier, I mean, he's not going to have a lot of time with his holder and all those things. It might not matter one bit, who knows. But it is noteworthy. I mean, they got a lot of change on that team.
0: Uh, I think I mentioned this. I don't know if I did or not. Eric Ebron back at practice today for the Steelers mm, as well. I'm not, I'm not sure if you did or not. I think he was off yesterday day. and uh, is back at it today. Uh, so the Steelers getting... Uh, for the most part, guys, back on the field. We'll see how what happens. Uh, maybe we'll get an update later in the day on uh,
2: how today's practice goes. Or well, not sure. not
0: just that, but the injuries that happened yesterday. Uh, to uh, uh, you had, of course, uh, Dax Raymond, the tight end. He's mm-hmm. not practicing today. And then, of course, uh, the uh, fourth round guard.
2: Yeah, we haven't heard of Kevin Dotson. We haven't heard anything
0: on that yet. And I'm sure Mike, maybe Mike Tomlin will be able to give us an update on that after practice today.
2: Fingers crossed on that one because that's one of those headlines that doesn't sound good. You no, know what d- I mean? no,
0: you you don't like that. Uh, he, again, he wasn't carted off. He did walk off on his own, but
2: that doesn't mean that something's not torn or whatever. Yeah, but who knows? I'm hoping for the best, but I I hate to say this because all injuries are terrible, and I want every rookie to get every possibility they can. I just don't think he was really in the mix this year anyway. No, I don't think you so know?
0: either. I mean, I think people who wanted that to happen were were. Really projecting, sure. Uh, maybe next year he gets into the into the mix, but I just thought this year was going to be a more or less a a, a, uh, a red shirt year for him. A
2: lot of bad things would have to happen for him to get in the mix this year. Yeah, you know, and he's only, he's just. A, and I'm, not, I'm talking bad about the guy. He's a pure guard, so there's only two spots on the line that he would be useful. You know, and they got a lot of options there right now. They've prepared for this, but uh, it doesn't. So this year might not derail his career that much. You know, I mean, if he were to miss the year, who knows?
0: Yeah, that's going to do it for The Drive. Stay tuned right here for Wes Euler and Arthur Moach taking over uh, for the next three hours. But for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lally. Thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.